Welcome to the Soulful CEO Podcast. This is a show that empowers, educates, and celebrates the women who are tired of playing it small, who are ready to build aligned, profitable, impactful businesses and freedom-filled lives. Every month, we will be diving into all of the strategy, mindset, and energetic work that you need in order to leave behind all of the old paradigms that you may have been taught about how a business should be run and step into your highest potential. I'm your host, Katie Stewart, and I'm here to help you create a life and business better than your wildest dreams. Let's jump right in. Soulful CEO family, I am here today with the lovely, beautiful Bridget James Ling, She builds million-dollar movements. She lives in Costa Rica. She is an incredible coach. She is someone that I have known in the online space for a little while now, and she and I just have a lot in common. Um, We think about things the same way a lot. We just have a a lot of overlap, and so I knew that it would be such a cool conversation to have her on the podcast and for us to just get together and riff and and just talk about all of the things. So I'm so glad you're here, Bridget. Welcome. Yay. I'm so pumped. Every time we get together, it's fun. So fun. I love it. Um, And what I really wanted to chat about today was this idea. And this is something that as soon as I was like, I'm going to ask Bridget if she wants to be on the podcast because I have such a good idea for a topic that is, I truly think, one of your areas of genius, for sure, one of your zones of genius and something that is also really important to me, but I would love to just bring your knowledge and your wisdom and all of the beautiful like gifts that you have around this topic to the podcast family. So Amazing. what we're talking about today is building a community, building a movement, building something that feels bigger than just building a business, right? Um, So give me kind of what this means to you and maybe a little bit about your story of, of where you started, how you built your business, because correct me if I'm wrong, this is one of the like main facets of, of, of you, of your business. It's something that you really stand for. It's, it's the thing. Like I'm not going to teach anyone how to build. I say a boring coaching business. I'm going to teach you how to build a million dollar movement. And the reason I've become so obsessed with this topic and now is like the forefront and all messaging, everything that I do, all of our programs is because I've seen the benefits of building a movement versus the benefits of saying, you know, kind of like a transaction-based coaching business. I've seen that there are higher benefits in building a massive movement than if you were just to say, hey, come online, buy my courses, do the things. And it's, it, the benefits range, not just in like, it's more profitable, but it's the way that the business is built. It's the way that you make money. So it's not just like, I'm going to make a quick buck. It's more sustainable. You can bring in more recurring income. You can also sell things that are outside of your main area of expertise. So we'll do things that are more like dance embodiment style, but I'll also teach you how to 
write your Instagram bio. Mm -hmm. So you're able to open up more toxic topics inside of your business, but then also you're just happier. I find when you lead with building a movement, you're more energized. You can talk about your offers in an easier way. Content creation is fun. Like the whole, the whole creation of the business, it feels like a piece of art or a masterpiece versus, or the way I look at a coaching business, it's like trying to fit, fit into a box, trying to create the perfect vocabulary, the perfect language for whatever it is that you're selling. And then only niche yourself down to that topic. And what I see a lot of people do, especially like fitness or business coaches, I'll see a lot of people get to a certain point in their coaching business and go, I don't want to be, and then insert whatever they call themselves as a coach. So they'll say, I don't want to be just a business coach, or I don't want to be just a fitness coach. And so that's usually a sign that it's like, okay, I'm ready to build something so much bigger. And Katie, this is something that we've been doing since the beginning. I remember when I started my business, I was like, I'm going to build this company based on community. And people thought I was kind of crazy. They were like, you're so in your community. You're so involved with your people and talking to them. And people would say to me, like, you just, you have this community, like no one else does. What is that? But <laughs> that is literally the foundation of business. It's like, we're not drop shipping items to people and never talking to them again. We are literally building relationships with people. And if everyone led with community connection, building the hottest movement on the internet, over time, you will have massive harvest seasons that maybe other people don't have where they really just rely on live launching or, you know, a big, big, big push in their business. Whereas movement makers, what they're doing is they're able to kind of just be like, Hey, who wants to buy from me? Or with what we've experienced in the last six months, I'm not really launching anymore. I'll do big pushes for things, of course, but behind the scenes, we have a lot of backend sales because all the work that I did to build the community in the beginning, it compounds over time, builds yeah. this insane momentum. And now I was saying this to my boyfriend this weekend, freedom queen it has a soul of its own. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm the leader of it and doing the work, you know, like without me, I'm sure like people wouldn't show up. Mm -hmm. However, I've been able to kind of extract myself a little bit more from the company. I would say in the last six to eight months more mm -hmm. and the community and the, like the soul of freedom queen kind of does its thing on its own. Yes. Okay. But here's something really big that I want to talk about that came forward as you're talking because I do want to hear a little bit more about your story too and kind of where you started. But this was what something that came forward. As you were talking, I was thinking about, this is something that I teach to a lot of my clients. It's a, a term that I call your golden thread. And it's basically mm. like, what is the thing about you that you, mm. that's very unique to you? And it's not your title. It's not like you were saying, fitness coach, business coach, mama CEO. Like it's not your title. It's the thing about you that makes you, you like, what do you stand for? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's very clear that you stand for building community, building movements, building legacy business. Right. And like, that's something that yeah. for you was a golden thread. Right. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, when they hear something like, 
we're building a whole movement. We're building, you know, all it's, it, it seems overwhelming or it seems like a lot of pressure, but it's like, yeah. no, because it's actually, you're not built figuring out how to build something and then do it. It's go, coming back home to yourself. It's like, who are you authentically? What is something you already stand for? What yeah. is something you're already really freaking good at? What is something that's a zone of genius for you? What's something that lights you up? Let's allow that to be the thing yeah. that you're known for or the thing that's your golden thread or the thing that's your movement. And let's like pour some gasoline on that and let's go, right? And I yeah. think that's kind of what you were getting at in the beginning too, when you were saying like, this allows you to feel so much more joy and ease in your business and everything flows out. The content flows easier. Your messaging flows easier. Offers just come through because it's you. You're not putting on this mask or this disguise or this like business CEO hat, coach hat, right? It's just truly you. And it came from a very authentic place. And then you built a movement around that. And there's so yeah. much ease in that. Yeah, that, that's the piece where I talk about embodying the vision and there has to be a core vision at the center of your movement of where are you taking people to? So we need to know like, where are you going? Where are, so for us, we say build your million dollar movement. That's very like one liner. So clear. We know the vision of where we're going. And then there's a bunch of like subcategories underneath of that, of the vision, many visions that we can help people get to. But a lot of people, I love what you're saying. What did you call it? The golden, the golden thread the golden thread, they lack that of like, what are you, where are you actually taking your people to? Mm -hmm. Like you're in the ship with all of your clients. I always use like ship analogies. What, what's the Island that we're taking people to. And then if you can cast that vision of where you're going, everyone will get in that ship with you, mm -hmm. no matter what, like, no matter what that journey is going to look like getting there. So yeah. I love that. The golden thread, the vision, like yes. what is the thing? Where are you making people move towards? And you don't have to have it in the beginning. Like when I started, I wasn't like build your million dollar movement because yeah. I didn't, I didn't have a million dollar yeah. movement. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And that's something I teach to my clients a lot is like, this might change. This might, this can be fluid. This can be something that yeah. you might get to a certain place in your business and you realize like, Oh, something new is coming forward. I'm feeling tired of the old. I'm ready for like a refresh in my golden thread. And that's what's so cool too, about what you were saying with like, mm. you know, you'll do some courses on or teaching on what to write in your Instagram bio. And then some that are like somatic movement. It's like, you can, rather yeah. than thinking about it of like, I'm Katie or I'm Bridget and I teach on this and this and this and this, and they're all separate. It's like, what's your golden thread? You can teach on it on this and this and this and this, but whatever your golden thread is has to be woven through to make it cohesive, to make it make sense. Yeah. And so that's the other way. And I know you were mentioning in the beginning too, like so many backend sales coming through. That's one of the ways that it's like, okay, all of these programs are cohesive. There's a golden thread running through them. It just makes sense for someone to go from one to the next. Yeah. They're like, I don't know. I just, I bought this thing from her and then I bought this thing from her and give me that thing. Yeah. <laughs> give me the whole product suite. Yeah. And on the outside, if you're not in the movement, like an outsider might be like, what, you know, what are you buying? Mm -hmm. But once you're integrated into the community, you know, the movement, it just makes sense, which mm -hmm. is why sometimes before people join your movement, they, they might be slightly confused which is why it's so important to have like community nurturing to have sessions where people can plug into, whether it's a podcast or 
uh, we do a weekly show where people can plug into and understand that what you're doing is not just, you know, how to organize your books for your business. Mm -hmm. You have to get it to get it. (laughs) (laughs) One, one time I was going through TSA, you know, and they always ask me like, what do you, you know, what do you do for work? You're able to do all this traveling. And I always want to say to them, like, I'm a freedom queen, which would totally flag me in the TSA yes. system. They would be like, what? <laughs> you're like out of your mind. Woman, pull her over and <laughs> <laughs> check her bags. Um, yeah. yeah, 100%. And, you know, I think that um, one of the really big things here too, is that when you're able to create this from a place of authenticity, just like we were saying, you know, it's like, I think for a lot of people that in the beginning is difficult because they haven't been able to fully own what their magic is. They haven't, you know, a lot of people, it's difficult for them to grasp that or difficult for them to be like, you know, because this is what I always say is like, it, it, what we're talking about here takes you from just having someone that buys something from you to having someone who wants to buy into your world. And those are two very different things. And I think in the beginning, a lot of people don't know what is that magic? What is that sparkle that's going to make someone want to buy into my world versus just want to buy something from me? And it can change and it can be developed. But I would like to hear a little bit about your story of how maybe from the beginning of your business to now, you kind of discovered this golden thread, this sparkle, this like, the movement that you're building, how did it really kind of get its legs? I've always led with community. So like, that's something that I'm innately obsessed with. It's a, I think it's a piece of how I was raised. I really love people. Like I love being on zoom calls and serving people. I love being integrated into people and coaching and being of service. I've always loved helping people. And so that I would say like, is a piece of my personality. Mm -hmm. It's not And that community building, like you have to kind of, you have to love people. You Mm -hmm. have to love this work. So from the beginning, I've always really loved humans. And in the beginning of my business, the name of my LLC, like the original LLC was move and manifest. Mm -hmm. And I always was like, I want an identity. I want an identity. Mm -hmm. So I try to call people in my movement, move manifestors. And it was not landing. I was like, this is not working. This is a disaster. Nobody calls themselves this. And so I, one of our signature programs was manifesting freedom Academy, because that's what I do. Like internal freedom, external freedom, being able to live and make money and do whatever um, you want to be doing. And I also love the queen archetype. I love the queen archetype behind selling. I love uh, old things like just around the world, castles and I love like Lord of the Rings and just all of that type of work. And one of my clients, because I was so focused on community in the beginning and being involved in their and building relationships with them, I was always listening, really listening to like, what are they saying to me? What are the, what are like the through lines? What's that the thread that you're talking about? And one of my clients who's actually now our executive assistant came in and said like, oh, freedom. Like mm-hmm. we're Queens. And she kept saying like, we're Queens and everyone would be like, we're Queens. And, and one day I just put in my group, my Facebook group, we're the freedom Queens. And it stuck. You're like, and That's everyone it. was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, I'm a freedom queen. I'm a freedom queen. I'm like me too. Like the, everybody's loving this. Like I didn't, 
start the business with Freedom Queen in mind. And I just started to see how Freedom Queen had something that wasn't built on Bridget show up, do the thing, sell the thing. There was so much community networking. There were conversations that weren't just like, you know, what should I make on my Instagram feed today? It was like, who do I become? It it was larger conversations than just the generic, here's what to teach. And I led with that. And I think sometimes I doubted it in the beginning because our first year in business was a hundred K and that's amazing. But I saw other people popping off and going and, you know, hitting their first 50 K month or whatever, their first six months in business. And there were times when I thought, okay, well, I could pull the levers and do really, really like quick cash injections in these things, or I could really build something with strong foundations. And that's something that I often talk about now of, I can see freedom queen in the way that you build movements and people build movements. It's like, it's just smart. It's smart to build it with this frame of mind because it's not reliant on quick cash injections or one-off things. It's built on humans, which Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that matters. Like if you have relationships with your audience, if you know them, if you know parts about their life outside of what you're teaching on, Mm -hmm. you're going to have way higher client retention, but you're also going to build something that's, I would say, actually a movement. So was that the, I know I kind of went on a tangent there, but is there another question in there? No, I, I mean, I think that was it. I think that was perfect. It was just, you know, I was really for the people out there who are sitting here listening to it. Like, well, of course, Bridget has a thing. Of course, Katie has a thing. Like they found their thing and they're sitting there wondering like, well, what's mine? You know, um, I think first of all, there's more to it than that. But I also think the story that you just shared, what was really sticking out to me about it was it didn't feel like from the beginning you were like, oh, I have what is my thing? Like trying to like grasp at straws, like trying no. to find your thing. It was sort of like you let yourself and the woman you were becoming evolve. And one of the things that you said that I loved was like the way you stuck to the way you wanted to build your business, not looking mm-hmm. around at what everyone else was doing and being like, oh, well, she's selling this and she's having this and she's doing this. I should do that too. You really stuck to like blinders on what am I building what feels true and right and authentic to me I'm going to stay in my lane and I'm going to build this the way I want to build it trust right trusting that when you stick to your own aligned way number one your magic will be revealed to you right it came at the perfect time that kind of the movement that you wanted to build the business the direction all of it came through at the perfect time and you stuck to it with that authenticity rather than looking around being like what's everyone else doing which is huge That's so much of what building a movement is. It's like, you're not in an industry. You're not in, I see a lot of people get stuck in like, I'm in the coaching industry. They're inside of some other industry. But when you start to build a movement, you don't need to compare yourself to other people because you are playing in two different, you're playing two different games. You're in two different realms. And so it's, I just find that it increases happiness because you can see other people making whatever amount of money they're making, doing whatever they're doing, making the content that they want to make, the offers that they want to make. 
but you don't need to compare yourself because what you're building is extraordinary and it's over here while other people are over here. And it just gives you that freedom to be like, well, what do you want to make today? What do you want to create? And I find like a, a lot of people are just, they're happier versus kind of feeling like they're in some sort of job almost when there's constantly saying the industry, I'm in an industry. It's like, but you're not, you're a woman of, you're in your own league. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And this is really funny. I want to go back to this because I think you'll find it hilarious because you're also a redhead. So <laughs> I'm super into the queen archetype too. And okay, I remember, and I, I, when this happened, I wasn't, but it was like, I didn't used to be super woo-woo. I was raised like super religious. <laughs> I was a Christian girl and I left religion, you know, probably 10 years ago. But then I was just probably what most people would call agnostic until I entered kind of the personal development coaching kind of world. And I so clearly remember the very first time I was doing a meditation and I don't even remember who was leading it, but she was like, and now visualize your highest self. And like what came through was me as like this queen in Scotland with this like emerald green velvet dress with yes. my hair flowing. And I'm like on the, the green. End of this like cliff in Scotland with like wolves on leashes or something. And Come like, on. Oh, damn. That's my highest self. And, and ever since then, anytime someone says my highest self, I'm like, that's her. That's her. <laughs> I can see you doing a photo shoot like that <laughs> with the green. Happen. You need the wolves. But I can totally like it. And it just seems so silly and so funny. But it was like the very first time that someone said that I was like, the Scottish queen is my highest self. (laughs) You totally are that that's that's something that like, even your house or you have in the States and then where you're at in Paris, like you are so queen regal energy, which is maybe why we well, we always vibe together that like, yes. just some like the royalty side of it. And I love to use that too, from a sales lens. Cause it, mm-hmm. I think it makes it easier to sell when you're coming from this queen energy. Mm-hmm. So that's, that is so big. Yes. Okay. So I have another question for you. So tell me, because we were just talking before we started this interview around, you know, I'm currently living in Paris, but I haven't really been outside of Paris, a person who's done a lot of travel. I kind of was just in my home in Virginia. And something that I love about your story is that you obviously just bought a home in Costa Rica, but before that you were traveling around a lot and really living this true life of, of like, um, location freedom, right? How did that dream come about? Was this something that even before, also give us the information. What were you doing before you were a coach and what did your (laughs) life look like to being able to like, you know, travel around, live in these beautiful long-term Airbnbs, like truly freedom queen. How did that transition happen? Before I started a coaching business, which I didn't even know that there were other coaches. Like when I came online, I was like, who are you guys? Like what year was it? What year was this? This was 2020. Mm -hmm. So But before that, I was doing coaching in the fitness health niche. So I've always been an entrepreneur, like in high school, I went to school part-time and then studied and worked in businesses, how to grow brick and mortar in-person dance companies, dance studios, Mm -hmm. service-based businesses. So I was studying this in high school. I've always been an entrepreneur nerd. I'm obsessed with money. I love transactions and how to serve people, but like higher end transactions. These were like really 
profitable dance studios in Maryland. Then when I went to university, I was building businesses in the university. Like I had so many different side hustles and businesses happening. Then when I quit my job and moved to New York city, I was teaching dance and building auditioning and building. Like I loved putting on shows. So I would curate performances and ask different artists to come and come to our theater and perform and things like that. But then I was also like walking dog, finding furniture on the side of the street in the Upper East side and selling that. Um, I was starting this, like your personal fitness plan business, selling supplements for a network marketing company. So I've always like been an entrepreneur and obsessed with like, how can I, how can I bring in more income and do it in these really, really fun, different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I was doing before. And I was living in New York city on the Upper East side and I had my dream job. Like I was, when I left teaching in New York, I went to managing a dance company in New York and helping them build out their different programs. We were teaching, we were basically studying how dance improved, um, ELA test scores. Mm. So how dance improved language and how basically movement makes you smarter. So that's what we were doing and like applying for grants. And I was selling tickets for their programs and marketing and all the different things and a company there. And basically I realized I can do this on my own. I was like, I'm, I was already making almost my yearly salary in my side hustles that I was doing. I was using that money to pay down my debt, my student loan debt. And I realized, well, what if you just leaped? Like, I know this is scary. But what if you just dropped the full-time income, which I really did not love that job mm-hmm. and just relied on the side hustle for a little while until you got your coaching business up and running. And that was bringing in the majority of the income. So I always knew that I wanted to travel the world. And in 2018, I visited Costa Rica and I fell in love with the town that I now own the home in which is crazy because I think about that girl who was in a nine to five job at the time and really just miserable working so many hours and doing all the side hustles. And I remember being in this town and similar to your meditation story, I did a meditation with this woman and I saw myself living here. And I always said, I'm going to be my own boss and work by the beach and live in this town one day. So when 2020 came up, I saw the opportunity to get out of New York city because it was crazy. And I said, I'm going to book a trip to Costa Rica. I'd already quit my job. I'm like, screw it. I'll get a subletter for my apartment. I just moved to Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I'm Mm going to get a subletter for one for two months, even though my trip was only for a month. So Mm -hmm. none of this made sense. Like my higher self was like, you're not coming back. Like you're getting a subletter. I had nowhere to live. So I had to stay in Costa Rica. (laughs) And then two weeks into being in Costa Rica, I met Robbie who had also quit his job in New York, which Katie, I had said to myself, like, there are no good men in New York. Like I'm getting out of here and I'm going to go to Costa Rica and find a man. And I was doing all this like healing on my own. And I meet Robbie who's from New York. So God's like <laughs> plot twist got you. Yeah. yeah, I meet Robbie and Robbie loved traveling too. And so after a month of living together, we went to Mexico, Panama. We just started traveling a lot while we were trying to grow our businesses. And we had always planned to go to Thailand, but we didn't have the medical requirements at the time for everything that was going on. So we had to wait until they allowed you to go. And then we ended up quarantining and going anyways and staying and falling in love with the country. And so we just kept traveling and traveling and traveling. And then we have always said we want to own somewhere. 
Like we want to have a house somewhere that is our home base. But as I was sharing with you in the beginning, we now have this house, but we're traveling more this year to different countries than we did last year when we didn't have a house. Like next month, we're going to Dubai for no, like really no reason. Yeah. Dubai. And then we're going to Mexico and Thailand again. And actually I'll be in France in um, October. Mm-hmm. We're doing something this year than we did last year. And I think one of the reasons is because now we have the house. So we feel a little bit more stable. Like we have mm-hmm. space we can always come back to, but then we can go to these different locations. So that's like the before I've always wanted to travel, but that's like really the beginning story of what happened. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. And what a funny plot twist that you left New York and then met Robbie in Costa Rica who had had just left his job in New York and was now in Costa Rica. <laughs> the universe I, I was like, like, buckle up, Bridget. I've got some stuff for you. <laughs> yeah. I was literally, there's no good men in New York. I'm so done with New York going to Costa Rica. Robbie's in New in from New York in Costa yeah. Rica. And the first night he I would always write in my journal, I want to find a man that challenges me in business. It's an entrepreneur and pushes me and in my business. And the first night we met, he basically insulted the way that I was making money. He was like, why are you selling stuff? Like, like, why are you doing it that way? Because at the time I was writing for nutrition magazine. I was doing all these other things and I loved it. I was like, Oh, for the first time I had someone kind of question me and make me like make me think about what I was doing. That's how I knew he cared versus most of people in my life before that has been like, Oh, bridge, you're amazing. You'll figure it out. And it it was nice to meet the resistance of like, Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Let me think about this. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit because I want you to walk us through if you are like, what is one tip? What is one really big? And I don't even want to say tip because tip makes it sound like hacky or schemey, but like, what is one takeaway that you would offer to someone who's listening to this podcast episode right now? And they're like, okay, maybe because the truth is just like you were saying, you can build a semi-successful business. You can make money just giving blanket advice and just showing up and following the trends and and just kind of doing the industry coaching thing. Yeah. But it's something different entirely to have a movement, to have a legacy business, to have a golden thread, whatever you want to call it. Um, for someone who's listening, maybe they've already created some success in their business and they are, because this is one of the things that I always say is like the coaching industry is saturated but if you can hone this in, this one piece, you will never have competition. Yeah. And it, yes. it will not matter how saturated the industry becomes because you you will be the one. You will be the, the only one, right? And yeah. that is one of the biggest things that I have seen that makes scaling easy. You're no longer fighting for space for your voice to be heard in the sea of other coaches. Yeah. You've got, you're in a league of your own. And so- for someone who's listening, who's maybe like, oh, damn, I feel a little called out or I feel ready to hone this for myself. I know that I can do this. I know that I can move my business from just being this business that people buy from to being a business where people want to be immersed in my world. What would you mm-hmm. say is your number one 
takeaway or the number one piece of advice that you would give to someone like that to help them really begin to hone that? This is something that I go over and I've been going over a lot inside of our, our mastermind, which is find your million dollar movement messaging. Because a lot of people will try and start with identity. And so I get this a lot. You have Freedom Queen. What do I call the mm-hmm. people in my community? Mm-hmm. That's That needs to come naturally. Like that will form on its own, but you have to nail down what is your movement messaging. And that's the thing that you're known for. That's like the one liner have here, the Bridget Builds Million Dollar Movements. That's the thing. And a lot of times people don't realize that they have a thing because they're so involved with selling. And so one of the mastermind clients to do is go back and watch and really just spend time in your work. Like go back and watch your courses, your master classes, your podcast, and find what you're, you teach Katie, the the golden thread, the through line Mm -hmm. in all of your work. And I had one of my mastermind clients do it. And she's like, I I know exactly what it is. It's this. And and a lot of times like people are back to you, what your movement messaging is, but maybe you're not listening. Maybe you're, Mm -hmm. you're so busy and I get it. There's different times and seasons of business where maybe you're just selling and you're delivering, but you're not taking the moment to really go, okay, what am I actually about and find that through line, or I call it like the million dollar movement messaging be known for and Mm -hmm. test it out. You don't have to be perfect in the beginning. You want to find something, you're going to test it and and allow it to stick and continue to try that one liner over and over again. And if it starts to stick and you get great feedback, but also like internally in your soul, it's something that lights you on fire and you know, it's something that you're obsessed with. It will start to land and it will become your thing or you won't like it and you'll adjust as necessary. But people, they don't give themselves enough time and they're not aware enough to see what's sticking, what's not sticking, and then continuing to try it. And then they keep jumping around. So pick that one thing. What's the through line in the business, your million dollar messaging, something that you're known for that's different than everyone in the online space, but then keep at it, keep putting your foot on the gas and see if it lands. That would be my number one thing. Don't start with trying to come up with an identity first. Yes. Yes. Okay. And here's something that came through really big for me as you were talking that piece of when you said like, try it, start to kind of try it out, see if it resonates with you. This is something really big because people can sense if what you're saying and who you're being are different, right? It comes through that energy comes through, Mm -hmm. even through like Instagram posts or through a screen, people can feel (laughs) especially women, right? We're so honed in and we're so intuitive. People can feel like if you were like Bridget James Lang, freedom queen, but in reality, like that wasn't you, that wasn't resonating with you. You weren't living that life. That wasn't a value you believed in. It was like a hat you're putting on. People can sense that disconnection. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest things is like, is what you're talking about and who you say you be on Instagram actually who you be in real life in all the in all the places across the board right are you bringing that authenticity to the table because if not people can smell that disconnect from a mile away and they're like something is off here right like this isn't yeah. the pieces aren't matching and so that's really big when we're talking about play around with it try it out see what you think um one question that i always have my clients kind of journal on is if someone were to strip back 
all of your titles, your certifications, um, any of the like labels that you think you possess, your own results or your client results, why should someone hire you? And if you can answer that question, you might have found your golden thread. You might have found your movement. Mm. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and kind of start to wrap it up, but anything else that's been coming through for you, anything else that you want to add? I think the, the last piece is in regard to what you were saying about, it has to be an integrity. It has to be aligned with who you are. And it's something I teach in our movement formula. The first step is embodying the vision. It's so much easier to make money and lead a community if you are embodying what you say you're going to do mm -hmm. because you become a walking sales page and you don't have to prove you don't need fancy language. You don't need weird marketing jargon. You just have to hold up your phone and go, I said I was going to whatever, whatever it is, like launch a program or move to Paris or buy a home in Costa Rica. And then you do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. You are literally living proof that you are a woman of your word, which in my opinion is like the only thing that matters in the online business and in life in general, being a woman of your word, following through on what you say you're going to do is the truest version of self-care. You do that. People will trust you because you trust you because you do what you say you're going to do. And so I think a lot of people too believe that their vision has to be massive. So what I mean by that is we'll see someone like you or me saying, oh, we make $100,000 a month. Then they'll go into their marketing and say, oh, I make $100,000 a month. Mm. You can't do that. You have to own where you are because then that just creates such a wobbly foundation versus the real magic to quantum growth is owning where you are even if that means like you're working out of a closet, making a dollar, if you come online and you're like, I'm working out of a closet, making a dollar, <laughs> everyone will love you mm -hmm. because what you're actually selling, I believe at the end of the day is wake up, wake up to your magic, no matter whatever it is that you're selling. And people, if they see you so in love with yourself and magnetic to whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're making a bajillion dollars or zero dollars, whether you're the hottest woman on the block or not, or whatever it is, you're just in love with you. Mm -hmm. People will buy from you. Yeah. So I like that piece there is like, that's the last piece coming through embodying the vision. Yes. 100%. And that just kind of, we, I feel like we could just keep going and going Bridget. Um, the, <laughs> the other thing that just came forward and I just made a post on this today was like, you know, people who are making way more money than I am often hire me as their business coach because mm. I'm known for something. Right. And, and for me, my golden thread is like ease, simplicity, business gets to be fun. It gets to be simple. It gets to be easy. You're probably doing too much like multi six figures <laughs> and 20 hours a week. Like I'm just talking about it all. That's my movement. That's my mission. Like you can do less and make more like, let's go. And so people who are often making more than me hire me as their business coach because they've built a business that feels complicated. They're working mm. 80 hours a week. They've got all these complicated systems and ads and funnels and a million and one things and they hate it and they're ready to burn it down. And because I'm known for simplicity, someone will someone will buy from you yes. whether or not they're further ahead than you if you're known for something 
you own it, yes. it's authentic and you make it a big deal. Like, just like you were saying, if you're in love with yourself, like you have to make yourself a big deal. You yes. have to see that magic. You have to own that magic to be able to have it mirrored back to you by others. Because then there's like, there's no hierarchy. It's, oh, I'm hiring so-and-so because they have a unique skill set that I would love to learn. Like I would love to love to be into that no matter how much money they're making. Money yeah. doesn't actually, the amount of money someone's making doesn't always indicate how good their service is. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I think that just, I love that. It's so empowering to people who are like, oh, I don't have to try and fake that you're, I see people all the time. I know they're real numbers, but then on social media, they're making it seem like they're making a lot more money. But behind the scenes, I actually know like they're breaking even or going into the negative or defaulting on payments. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you didn't use money in order to build your business, but instead you used what you teach, the golden thread, you would make more money Yeah, and be yeah. happier. And I think it's really cool too, that like, you know, we're obviously talking about the same thing, but we call it two different things and we kind of teach it in similar, but sort of different ways. But it's like, I think that there's, I don't want to say there's no one else teaching it because there are other people teaching it, but I think that it's not something that's talked about a ton, right? There's so yeah. many people who are teaching just how to make money, how to sell, how to do this. And that embodiment piece of like, what's the legacy? What are you building? What is your magic? What is your movement? There's so much depth to that. And there's so much joy that can come to the human behind the business when you're operating yeah. your business in that way. And it's just like, from the first time I discovered you on Instagram, I was like, oh, she's like my person. Like, I love <laughs> this girl. She's talking about the real shit. Like, I love it. I love it. And so, um, yeah, I'm just so glad to see someone else who's built, like literally built their entire business around it and who just really talks about that stuff that because it's so important it truly is i i love us i love the redheaded vibes and the castle and the queen and like i need to come out to paris and do yes, something please or do. when i'm there i'll text you because yes, we can do, do a whole queen vibe movement building something live so on social media. that would be so good <laughs> perfect well bridget we're gonna wrap it up let everyone know, and guys, I'll link all of this in the show notes, because if you're not already following Bridget, you need to be. Um, let us know where is the easiest place and the best place to find you. Is there any ways people can jump into your world right now? Instagram, for sure. Instagram, it's my name, Bridget James Ling. And I would say come over to the page. And if you're loving it and you want to get more more into different programs that we have, listen to our podcast, or just send me a message and say, Hey, like I'm building a movement. Where is the best place to start? And either myself or the team will say, Oh, go to this program or go to this free thing or go to our podcast or our YouTube or our membership. So just come over to Instagram, say hello and introduce yourself in the DMS. Perfect. Well, Bridget, thank you so, so much for being here today. Truly an honor to have all of your wisdom and your magic brought to the podcast. So thank you so, so much. Yay. Thank you, Katie. If you love this podcast and you want to support both me and the soulful CEO, it would mean the absolute world. If you could drop in, leave a rating, leave a review and share a screenshot of this podcast to your Instagram stories. Not only would that absolutely make my day, but it would also get the word out about the podcast to anyone who you think might need to hear it. 
So thank you so, so much for listening. I am so grateful you are here.